good God. He is a good God. He could have left us the way we were. And if you're here, it's because the goodness of God draws you, right? But he washes us clean when we go down in baptism and he gives us a new life. What a beautiful thing that we're not trapped by our flesh. We can have be clean once again. He said in Romans 6.20, For when you were slaves of sin, you were freed in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We've been washed in his blood. Worship with us.
God, thank you for the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, God said, even though your sins may be as crimson, but the blood of Jesus can make them whiter than snow. Make you whiter than snow. Come on, won't you just, just lift your hands and lift your voice one more time and begin to praise God and thank him for what he can do in our lives. Hallelujah, God. You can do so, so many great things, God. So many wonderful things that you can do in our life, oh God. Amen. We're going to get ready to go before him this morning in prayer to give you an opportunity to allow God to meet your needs. And as we go before the Lord this morning, we want to pray for our pastors, Brother Sister Wilson. I always lift them up before the Lord. Let's also pray for our missionary, Brother Cooper, that is with us this morning. Let's pray for him and his family in this ministry in Brazil. Let's also remember the tears. Pray for them and also Brother Michael Washington. Pray for them, him. And also all of our global missionaries as well as North American missionaries. Let's pray for them. Also, let's remember to continue to pray for the nation of Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, I was thinking, the Lord said, there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. And if it's a time for war, I pray that God will give Israel victory. And if it's time for peace, I pray that God will give Israel peace. So let's pray for them today as well. And let's pray for those that are sick and those that are shed in today. And, and how many of you need something from the Lord this morning, signified by the lifting of your hands? Amen. We're going to go before him this morning for these needs and these requests that I just mentioned right now. Let's go before the Lord together. Lord Jesus, I thank you this morning that we're able to come into your presence. I thank you for what we feel this morning, but what we feel is your spirit here today. And we know that today you're going to do an awesome work in our life. God, we ask you to continue to work in us. We ask you to continue to change us. Help us to be more like you. Oh, God, today, Lord, we need you to move, not only in our life, but we need you to move in the world. We need you, God, more than ever today. God, as I pray, I pray for my pastors, Brother Sister Rosen. God, I ask you to touch them and bless them and keep them and strengthen them and protect them, almighty God, and meet every need that they have. And God, I thank you for our missionaries. Oh, God, I thank you for Brother Cooper and his sacrifice. I thank you for the tears and their sacrifice. Brother Michael Washington and his sacrifice. God, I ask you to keep them safe. I ask you to meet their needs. I ask you to protect them and bless them and open doors for them, God. Lord, I pray for Israel. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. God, I ask you to bless that nation. I ask you to put angels around that nation. God, I ask you to bless, oh God, all of those that are innocent people that are caught in between that wall. But God, we pray for peace in Jerusalem, peace in Israel. Almighty God, today, God, I pray for those that are sick, those that are shed in today, that are sick in their bodies. But God, we know that you are a healer. And God, for every person in this sanctuary that, that have a need right now, I ask you in Jesus' name to begin to heal, to begin to deliver, to begin to provide, to begin to make whole. Oh, God, we look to the hills from which cometh our help, for our help cometh from you. And we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you have already done and for what you're going to continue to do in Jesus' name. Come on, lift them up one more time. Thank you, Lord.
the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Can we put our hands together one more time and just honor him? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Why don't you lean over to uh, someone next to you and say, you know, I am so glad to see you today. Praise God. And to all of our guests, can we give all of our guests a round of applause? Thank you so much for being here on behalf of our pastors, Brother and Sister Olson. We are so glad that you are here, and we would love an opportunity to meet and to greet and fellowship with you after service. Um, and you know what? I want to invite you all out to lunch. Uh, this afternoon, we'll be having a new friend's lunch uh, immediately after service in our uh, Fred Olson Center, which is the brick building here on campus. So if you are new here um, and haven't had an opportunity to have lunch with us uh, first time or if this is maybe your third time and you would like to meet us and have some fellowship with us, please, after service, join us for a little bit of lunch here this afternoon. Amen? Praise the Lord. I feel good in the house of the Lord. Can we just put our hands together one more time? How many is excited about what's going to happen in this place this morning? Praise the Lord. To all of our guests, I encourage you to participate in what you're feeling this morning. Whether it's clapping your hands or stomping your feet or running the aisles, I encourage you to participate in what's happening here at Church of Pentecost. Praise the Lord. I do have a few announcements uh, this morning. We're so glad to have our missionary, brother and sister Cooper, uh, from Brazil. And they'll be ministering to us here momentarily. So we're looking forward to that. I want to also make sure uh, that we're aware on Tuesday night, we're all the ladies in the place. Oh, my goodness. Where are all the ladies in the house? <laughs> we will be having focus prayer here on Tuesday night. It's open for everyone, but we will have a focus on all of our ladies. It'll be in this building at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. I encourage you uh, to be here to continue to praying for uh, the ministry of this church and also praying for the harvest. I want to also make a reminder that all of our prayer rooms are open 45 minutes before every service, so I encourage you to fill those prayer rooms in preparation for service. Uh, the last piece I want to make mention of is uh, we know we have our 40th uh, church anniversary coming up here very shortly. And we're doing a Church of Pentecost 40th Church Directory, the photo edition. So if you have not signed up to be a part of that, I encourage you. Today is the last day to sign up for that. If you can see Sister uh, Sandra Richards, Sister Sandra, if you'll raise your hand there. I encourage you to sign up and be a part of this directory. Otherwise, we're going to just Photoshop you in. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and have our ushers go, go ahead and make their way as we give for this morning's offering. Praise the Lord. You know, we used to clap for offering around here. In Deuteronomy 16 and 17, it tells us about the story of every man shall give as he is able according to the blessings of the Lord, your God, which he has given to you. So as the, the scripture relates to us several times of the year, they would journey to the sanctuary for festival, and at these festivals, each participant was encouraged to give what he could in proportion to what God has provided for him, remembering that everything that belongs to him anyway. So as we give this morning's offering, our tithes and offerings, whether it folds or jingle, let's give in a proportion to God, what God has provided in our lives, shall we? 
Let's go before the Lord in prayer, shall we? Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy this morning, Lord, and we honor you in this house. Lord God, as we are in agreement, Lord God, everything you have provided for us, Lord, we know that you have been very good to us. Lord God, this morning we want to say thank you for your goodness. We want to say thank you for your kindness in our life. Lord, we invite you into our plans, into our finances this morning, as we know that all it's only you that teaches us how to profit. So this morning, as we bring our tithes, as we bring our offering, Lord God, let it be our giving be pleasing and let it be acceptable in your, your sight. In your precious name we pray, in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together one more time and honor the Lord? God bless. A paz do Senhor, igreja. Mas buscai primeiro o reino de Deus e a sua justiça, e todas estas coisas vos serão acrescentadas. Meu nome é Leon Mendes, eu sou do Brasil. Há 20 anos atrás, Deus me trouxe à igreja de Pentecoste, onde eu fui batizado em nome de Jesus, e hoje tenho essa linda família. E não só isso, Deus também chamou a minha mãe, que aqui também foi batizada em nome de Jesus. Que Deus seja louvado. Obrigado. It's a pretty simple one, but it's a powerful one. If you guys just want to sing the simple choruses, it's Be Lifted High. In Spanish, it's Te Alabare. And in Portuguese, it is Te Lovare. Amen. Amen. Amen.
watching the news at all, you see signs of the times. We are living in the last days, I believe. But even so, we've got to live for the Lord no matter what might come our way. Shining like the sun, and 
Cooper goes on a missions trip Sunday, someday. But um, praise the Lord, church. I am Carter Swink, and this is Stephen. And uh, this morning, we are, have been given the opportunity to give a brief testimony about our time in Brazil with the Coopers. Um, as many of you know, and as Sister Blodgett just said, we had the opportunity to go on a mission trip about a year and a half ago to Brazil. And while there, we were able to stay on the land that they own in Brazil and were able to meet them. During our time there, we were able to witness the many works for God they were doing in Brazil, including the daughter works they have and the orphanage they're building, which I understand is finished now, I think. Yep. Oh. I lost my place. Um, but the thing that stuck with me most while we were there was their kindness and hospitality and leadership that they showed us while we were there. 
Um, this was shown in every meal that was provided, the rooms they gave us, and the fellowship that the entire group had with one another, which included more than a few games of mafia and a considerable amount of time spent fishing. Not only did they show us uh, their kindness and hospitality, but they also showed us their leadership as they led us in the work of the Lord, um, pushing us to pray for people on the streets as we walked through cities, inviting people to church, and pointing us toward church members in the altar who they knew needed prayer. That leadership and kindness has left a lasting impact on both of us. I know that is not a trip either of us will ever forget. Thank you, Brother and Sister Cooper, for the opportunity and the impact you had on our lives. Um, I just wanted to uh, <clears throat> appreciate uh, Brother and Sister Cooper. Um, it was it was uh, our first ever mission trip north to Brazil. Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, we were able to uh, evangelize. We had uh, different went to different. Um, services, sorry, <clears throat> and yeah, it, it was overall an amazing experience, and uh, I push, um, or, um, <clears throat> thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, we appreciate the fact that our uh, church is mission-minded, and uh, we are, um, so excited to have missionaries come by and be with us. The Coopers are here uh, with us from Brazil, and uh, we are excited about having them. They spent quite a few years in uh, here in Florida before they went to be there. And uh, uh, I, I want all of you know what I want to do right now. I want all of our uh, port our Brazilians to stand up right now. Come on, everybody that's from Brazil. Hey Amen. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Let, let's stand, let's stand. Amen. Come on, everybody. All right. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And I was telling Brother Cooper that we believe very strongly in every tribe, every tongue, every nation. Amen. And uh, so we are so glad that the, the Cooper family is here with us uh, today. And uh, we are going to give them charge of this service and what they feel led to do here uh, this morning, but we're glad to have a missionary on Missionary Sunday. Amen. A paz do Senhor por todos. Deus é bom. E tempo todo. I said the Lord is good all the time, and all the time the Lord is good. I am so honored to be here with you today. Um, I am a redneck from southern Indiana. All right? So if God can use a redneck from southern Indiana, he can use anybody. Okay? The donkey talk, you're looking at a, donkey, a talking donkey right now. So God can use anybody to do anything that he wants to do. Uh, the song you sang today that says there's not a sinner that he can't save, I, I disagree with that. I tell you why, because there's some people who don't want to be saved. There's some people who don't want what God wants in their life. But the minute that you have a desire, man, he is there and he is going to take care of you and bring you where you need to be. 
Well, today um, I'd like to introduce my family. I'm going to introduce my son, which he is just always excited to be anywhere. This is Justin. He is 15. He's my, my third oldest child. I have two that are married and living in um, Nebraska, in Omaha, Nebraska. And I have two grandchildren and one on the way. So, and I know I don't look old enough to have a grandchild, but you know. Howdy, church. Yeah. Like my father said, it doesn't look like I'm that happy to be here, but I am. So, um, I'm actually a Floridian, even though I count myself as a Brazilian. But it's it's you know an honor to be a Floridian sometimes in some ways. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about, my, about myself. And I don't know what year it was, but I was eight. That was a long time ago. So I woke up. And I went downstairs, and guess what my family was having for breakfast? Pineapple. Well, guess what? I'm allergic. I was allergic to pineapple. So that was, you know, very offensive to my me. So I went over there, just ate a banana, didn't even care. I was like, whatever. And so I was allergic to pineapple, and I was allergic to any kind of insect bite. Mosquitoes, bees, wasps, maybe even dogs, I have no idea. Um, but it would, you know, fill up and I would have allergic reaction. And so I didn't really like that because, you know, the fruits down there in Brazil are pineapple. You can eat the middle. So it's like sweet, amazing, and all of the above. And so I couldn't really play out with friends if we had too many bugs outside. So that was pretty sad. But there was one Sunday where my parents were having a miracle service. And they were bringing up people who needed miracles or, you know, wanted to have some miracle. And so I went over there and I thought, I'm like, okay, today, today's the day. I'm going to have faith in the Lord. And I hope he's faithful to me. So I go up there. And my parents look at me like, what's wrong with you? illness and I'm like I don't want I don't want these allergies and all of this I want to eat pineapple people have been saying pineapple's good I want to I want to prove that and I want to you know and so they're like okay then and so they prayed for me and I got out of there with faith faith next day guess where we went Brazilian steakhouse do you know what they serve there pineapple with cinnamon and brown sugar, and they roast that or grill that. Man, I went there, and I ordered a whole stinking pineapple. You know why? Because I had faith. Because if the Lord, Lord didn't cure me the other night, he was going to have to make a miracle right there. So I got, you know, the whole pineapple. My mom was like, just let it all. Don't do that. But if it, you know, didn't happen. I'm like, Mom, it's going to have to. Guess what? I ate the whole pineapple. Maybe even ordered more. I have no idea. But listen, I'm cured. 
Once you have faith in the Lord, the Lord will be faithful. Once you have enough faith, the Lord will have, be faithful. I went home, started looking for insects to make sure that the other one was, you know, cured too. And so, but listen, you need to have faith. If you have faith, you can, you're unstoppable. You're immune to anything. If you have faith in yourself and the Lord especially, you can do anything. Thank you. I'd like to introduce my wife. My wife is a native Brazilian. Um, she came to the United States when she was 15. And she speaks well enough for herself. Praise the Lord, church. Who came to have church this morning? I am so glad to be in the house of the Lord. He is a great God. E para todos que falam português, a paz, irmãos. I am so glad and excited, as you see, to be in the house of the Lord. Every day is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. The way the world is going, when we have a chance to be in the house of the Lord, let not make any excuse. Let's be in the house of the Lord. As David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Oh, my God is good. You see, it wasn't always that I knew this God. I was born in a family that was Catholic, that worshiped idols. And when my mom came to church, she didn't have all truth. I was baptized in the titles when I was 11. But when I was 15 that I came to America, a little church in Richmond, Virginia, they start telling me about Jesus' name baptism. And as they told me, I said, well, I've been baptized. You see, that's what's all I know. And maybe you are sitting here today, and that's all you know. But this Brazilian is here to tell you something different. So they, are to they talked to me, and I was like, well, I've been baptized. And, you know, I thought I covered all the areas because I said I've been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And they said, but the Bible said there is only one name. So I went home and I said, Lord, if they are right, you speak to me. I have a relationship with you. But if I'm a right, you talk to them. God is not a God of confusion. So I went to church the next Wednesday night, did not speak English yet. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, the minister had already started the Bible study, and I hear, cleared as day. There's no other name that's saved. You need to be baptized in my name, and my name is Jesus. Woo! Woo! 
You know God is a personal God. And if you have not had this personal relationship with him, you are in the right place. So I sat there and I said, Lord, if that was you, make the minister stop and give me an opportunity to testify. And I thought, this is not going to happen. I don't speak English. They don't even know my name. They don't know me. I just got here. I came here because my brother attended this church. So this is going to have to be God. And if it was God that just spoke to me, he's going to make the ministry stop right now. Well, hmm, I'm so glad for the next step. The minister looked confused, and he's like, I don't know what is going on, but um, Elio's sister, you see, he didn't know my name. Elio's sister, God's telling me that she has something to say. My brother looked at me, and he said, Bella, what is going on? Oh, I got up with tears falling down my face because God just became so real. If you have not yet had that personal, intimate time with God, today is your day. Today is your day. And I know that I am speaking with someone that is sitting here and has not yet been baptized in Jesus' name. That yet has not been filled with the Holy Ghost. But today the Lord brought you here. And the Lord brought me from Brazil to tell you there is no other way. There is no other way that saves. Hallelujah. Worship him. You are awesome, my Jesus, and we worship you. Hallelujah. I told the congregation, I got up and I said, I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. The Lord just told me that I need to be baptized. Welcome Sunday. I forgot that was winter. They had to break the ice to baptize me. But I'm so glad I did. Because that was the beginning of what God had in store for me. You see, you may be sitting here and thinking, what is my purpose? Well, let me tell you. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thy comest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee. And I ordain thee a prophet unto nations. God knew you when you were yet in your mother's belly. Don't let the enemy tell you that you don't have a purpose. Don't let him tell you that you are just here to fill time and space. 
you have a purpose. And when God, before he even formed this earth, he saw you and I in 2023. He chose us to carry on a very important mission. And Matthew is talking about that for us to endure to the end. You see, it's not, it doesn't matter how you start a race if you don't finish. The most important part of a race is the end line. It's you getting to the end and crossing that line. So don't just come to church. You need to endure to the end. That's your first mission in life. That's my first mission in life. And our second mission in life is to preach the gospel. Is to tell as many as we can that Jesus Christ saves. Well, as God saved me, and he called me back to my nation. The Lord spoke to me in 2004. He already had called my husband. And I hope he does tell you a little bit about the way he was called because it's pretty amazing. Um, I was in the Amazon River right in the banks. We had a convention down there with Brother Benny the Merchant. And God, that was the first time I was with my people that knew the truth of Jesus' name baptism. And I was just bawling because it was so emotional to me. And God spoke to me and he said, my daughter, I am bringing you back to your nation. And you will be to your people as Esther was to her people. Oh, I was like, Lord, that was... As the Lord spoke that to me, a heaviness came upon my shoulder. And I said, but Lord, I don't think I can do it. The Lord said, you can. And if you do, I'll not only save many of you people, but personally, your family. What a promise. If you're sitting here today and been praying for your family, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. God hears prayer. The Bible said that it becomes a mountain in front of him that he cannot ignore. So keep on praying. Keep on witness. Keep on loving them. Well, I'm, I'm done. I'm 2020. My mom had her 80th birthday, and I planned it, and I did through her a party. Well, my aunt, my brother, my nephew, my cousin, my sisters, my brother-in-laws came to that party. And they stayed over, and I preached Jesus' name baptism to them. And the next day, my husband had the pleasure of baptizing six of my family. Yeah. 
God is good. And he keeps his promise. So my mom already had been baptized. My sister already had been baptized. Those were the one. Now I only have one brother-in-law that have not yet been baptized, but he will. He is a Trinitarian pastor, but his day is coming. Keep on loving the Lord. Keep on serving him with all your heart. And we were chosen for this time. So do all you can to bring on the harvest. God bless you. When I baptize the brother-in-law, I may hold him all under a little longer. I'd like to call my daughter. This is my youngest daughter. This is Janae. She is 11. Uh, when I had hair, it was curly like that and blonde. So uh, this is natural, but this is how she wakes up every morning. That's, that's hard. Praise the Lord, church. I'm very glad to be here. I have two friends here, which is Carter and Nathan. And, yeah, I'm going to be singing a song. And um, if you know the song, sing along. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord, Santo Espírito es bem-vindo aqui. Vem inundar, encher esse lugar. É um desejo do meu coração. Semos inundados por tua glória, Senhor. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I promise um, I won't hold you long. I know you hear that from a lot of pastors and ministers, and you end up taking a nap. So uh, I will not hold you long. Let's turn in our Bibles to John chapter 6 and verse 13. 
Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with fragments of five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Uh, Pastor, could you pray? may be seated. My title and my question to you today is, what's in your basket? There are only two words in the New Testament that are used for basket, and we find uh, in these, par not parables, but it's in these miracles that happen with Jesus. This one happens to be uh, the Greek word meaning little basket. It come, they were in Bethsaida. They were in Israel. And it means that, that these baskets, because I have questions. I, when I read the Bible, I get lots of questions. It's like, why did they have baskets there to begin with? Why did Jesus ask them to pick up the, uh, the stuff and put it in the basket? You know, I, and I have more questions than that. Well, it turns out that these are little personal baskets that the disciples would carry with them. Everywhere they would go, this was to, to keep, like, their food fresh. I'm sure they didn't have, have toothpaste and deodorant to put in there, but uh, this was their personal things that they were going to carry. So those 12 baskets were something for a daily blessing. Now, can you put up, uh, I know I didn't put this scripture on there, but can you put up Revelation 1 and 8? Not 1 and 8, I'm sorry, 21 and 8. So it says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know, when God called me to Brazil, I was afraid. I'll admit to you, I was afraid. And this verse, God gave me this verse, it changed my life. I said, Lord, those are some pretty bad people on that list. Why are the fearful the first ones on it? And the Lord said, whoever you serve, you bow your will to. And the minute I call you to do something and you're afraid to do it, you're no longer bowing your will to me. You're bowing your will to fear. So no, when I am afraid to do what you've asked me to do, I'm not serving you any longer if I don't do it. And that's the hard part about a calling. Because now, I, I used to work for the government. I worked for the government for 23 and a half years. And I had my daily bread. I didn't have to look to the Lord for my daily bread. But then the Lord, I went to Brazil in 2001. Now, my first language is redneck, and then I learned to speak English somewhere along the way. So I go to Brazil, I don't speak any Portuguese at all. And I'm sitting out in one of the biggest cities in the world, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo, I think, has got close to 20 million people in it. And with the surrounding areas, over 30 million. And the host state's got 50. 
So I'm sitting in the heart of the city. And my wife took me there because she wanted to show me the city. And we sat down to eat something. And this little eight-year-old boy, dirty and nasty, came up and he said something. And I said, Bill, what did he say? He said, he'd like a bite of your sandwich. Now, I'm a farm boy. We have poor people on the farm, but there's nobody hungry. And you can tell I haven't missed too many meals. But I get there, and this little boy is wanting something to eat. And I said, Bill, how long has it been since he's eaten? The little boy said, three days since he's eaten. I, it's, I gave him everything I had. I gave him my hamburger, french fries. I gave him my drink. And the little boy is running off, and he turns around and sa says, Dios se soy, obrigado, which means God bless you and thank you. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you can make a difference, Ken. And I would love to tell you all that I just said, yes, Lord, I, I'm willing to go. But I would be lying. Because, Lord, I, it didn't fit within my plans. It didn't fit what was going on in my life. And it wasn't uh, what I wanted to do. So every time I would pray, the Lord would say, Ken, you can make a difference. And I would say, Lord, we've had this conversation before. And I said, Lord, if you're just going to tell me that when I pray, I'm just going to stop praying. And so I did. Until December 3rd, December 2003, it was December 15th, it was Saturday morning. I woke up, we're getting ready for a Christmas party. And I, I every time I breathed, it hurt right here. And I went to the doctor, and he said, you need to go directly to the emergency room. I had a pulmonary embolism. Anybody know what that is? It's pretty deadly. And I'm there in the emergency room, and my blood pressure drops to 40 over zero, something like that. And the nurse begins to just, she's poking me with everything she can and saying, can you hear me, Mr. Cooper? Don't leave me, Mr. Cooper. And the last voice I heard was the Lord saying, Ken, if you don't do what I need you to do, I don't need you. And I had two girls at the time. I said, Lord, I want to walk my girls down the aisle. Have mercy on me. And I'm only here today because of a merciful God. And I thank God for his mercy. I thank God that he gives you another chance. I can tell you that the Lord will provide for you daily. He'll provide your little basket daily. I can tell you that he is a God that does exceedingly abundantly more than what we could ever understand. Has anybody here seen the dead raised? My kids will raise their hand, my wife will. We had a young 15-year-old boy in our church and he missed his bus. And he had to run about two miles to school. And when he got to school, he fell over dead of a heart attack. He was dead for more than 30 minutes. The, when in Brazil, if the firemen start to work on you, they cannot stop until they either get you to a hospital or until an EMT or doctor says stop. And the young man's mom called us hysterical. I went there, my wife began to call the people of the church, and we began to pray. And that young man is now playing and singing in one of our churches in North Brazil. 
You see, you, you, when you understand what God can put in a daily basket of your needs, you stop to worry about things that are going on around you. And you begin to focus on the things that are important to God. Because when I am, uh, concentrate on the things that God wants, He takes care of everything else. Now, have I ever, do I have everything I want? No. Do I have everything I need? Most certainly. Because God wants to be a personal God. And He wants to take you places where you cannot imagine. You see, one of the things that we as a church, this is part of our daily bread, is unity. We have to be united in what we're doing. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 16, it says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained for them which they have imagined to do. That was on the bad side, but it works the other way also. If we can get in unity in God, if we can get in one mind and one accord, amazing things can happen. Do you know there is going to be an end time revival and it's going to start somewhere? Now, I think it's going to start in Marinqui, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Why couldn't it start here? Why couldn't it start with you? Why couldn't you guys get in one mind and one accord and with one purpose and say, I'm coming here because I want to see revival and I want to see God do the miraculous. See, if we're willing to fill our baskets with his promises, there's nothing that can stop us. Luke 1 and 37 says this, For with God nothing shall be impossible. But I want to tell you a little bit different version of that. If you have God, it's impossible for you to do nothing. If you have His Spirit within you, you cannot do nothing. You have to do something. If you've got the same Holy Ghost that I have within me, I can't do nothing. I have to do something. You see, you, you all deal with witchcraft and you don't know it. We deal with witchcraft and it's right in your face. We have these things that go on and they, there's uh, on the corners, they'll put these little sacrifices there. There'll be alcohol, there'll be candles. Uh, there'll be little bowls of stuff, depending on what they're wanting to happen. Well, I'd never seen that before. And I asked my wife, what is that? Oh, she said, that is a Macumba dispatch. Macumba is the same as voodoo. I said, not in my house, not around here. I went home, I got my sledgehammer, and I got the anointing oil. Those are both the same things, by the way. I went, and I busted up everything in the, in the physical but, man, I began to break things in the spiritual with the anointing oil. And I said, Lord, if they do this again, you're going to put a disease on them only you can heal. Because I want them to feel the real thing. I want them to have to come into your presence. I want them to not have an excuse, say, I didn't know. Because once you've tasted and see that the Lord is good, nothing else will do. 
Mark 8 and 8. So they did eat and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. These baskets were different. They were not even in Israel at this time. They were in Decapolis. This was probably mostly Gentiles there. These are large, big baskets. And these are for a trip, a journey. You see, God not only wants to provide for your daily, but he wants to provide you for the journey. He wants to prepare you for where, where you are going and where he's going to take you. When we were in Manaus, Manaus is hot. It's not hell, but it's the same zip code. And we were on the banks of the Amazon River, and it was 110 degrees and about that much humidity. Not a breeze in sight, and we had 5,000 kids in the audience. And I got up and I preached to them, and my wife, I called her up to pray the prayer of faith. And as she began to pray, there was a, a breeze, and it started on this side. And you could see the balloon move, balloons move as it went over the kids. And when she said, receive ye the Holy Ghost, immediately 150 kids got the Holy Ghost. By the time we were done, 383 kids had received the Holy Ghost. So I'm asking you today, if you got the same basket that I have, if you got the daily basket and the long-term basket, I'm nobody special. You got the same Holy Ghost that I have. You have the same possibility to do th great things in your community. You don't have to go to Brazil to do it. You got a million people in this city. How many of them know who Jesus is? How many of them know that Jesus is the only way? He's not Jehovah Junior. He is God manifested in the flesh. Do they know that? But if that you've got the same basket that I have, you're going to have something that's going to want to tell them. You know, the only other time that this large basket was used in the New Testament is Acts 9 and 25. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. This was Paul. This was the man who brought the gospel to the whole Gentile world that was put in the basket of provision. Lord, if you have to put me in that basket to be provision, I'm ready. If you're going to put me somewhere, put me in that basket, I, I want to be provision for, for Brazil. That's where my calling is. That's where my heart is. Is your heart here? Is your heart with these people in this city, in this place, your family? You see, my grandma was a Pentecostal minister. She got the Holy Ghost in 1922. Then my great-grandma got the Holy Ghost. That means my kids are fifth generation, my grandkids are sixth generation Pentecost. It doesn't mean a thing if you don't participate. It doesn't mean a thing if you don't get into it. A lineage is wonderful. 
And if you don't have one, start one today. But you have to participate. You have to be a part of what's God, what God is doing. Mark 15, 8, 15 through 21. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It's because we have no bread. And when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not, neither understand. Have ye, have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes, see ye not. Having ears, hear ye not. And do ye not remember? When I break the five loaves among the 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They said unto him, 12. And when the seven, uh, and when the seven among 4,000, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, seven. And he said unto them, how is it that ye do not understand? Do you understand? Do you understand the leaven of the Pharisees? Do you understand what the world has been trying to get the church to buy into? Have you understood that they're trying to get the church to lose its holiness? Have you uh, understood that the world is trying to get us to buy into the leaven of the world, of the Pharisees? They're trying to get us so occupied on other stuff that we don't see what God is really wanting. I'm going to leave you with this. Everybody talks about the love of God. God is love. I'm not going to argue that point because God is love. He's merciful. Yes. But that's not his most important attribute. In Isaiah chapter 6, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted and his train filled the temple. And the angels were saying, holy, holy, holy. That's God's most important attribute is his holiness. Do you understand that those angels say holy and they're very fervent about saying it? I, my attention span is very short. And I would be asking God after about 10 minutes, can we say something else? But not these angels. Because as he begins, they begin to worship him, he begins to reveal more of himself. And as he begins to reveal more of himself, they worship holy, holy, holy. And he reveals a little more. You want to know who Jesus is, you need to worship. You need to get in his presence. And don't let your holiness be defined by the world. Let it be defined by the one who made you. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Let's come to this altar, church. What is in your basket? 
What have you put in your basket? Does your basket will get you all the way to the end? Or is just going to get you around the corner? It's time for us to put something in our basket that will last us till he comes. It's time for us to make commitment with the Lord like never before. It's time for us to tell him, Lord, I am on this for the long run. I am not walking away no matter what the world does. I am determined. I am committed. And I am consecrated to you, my Lord. I surrender myself to you, my Jesus. I surrender all. I surrender all. If you will not have the Holy Ghost, raise your hands. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, today it's your day. You see, the Bible said if we don't have his spirit, we are not of him. So we need to be filled with his spirit to enter heaven. We need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And the king of kings, he's in the house. The Lord of lords is here and he is ready to fill you. He's ready to meet you wherever you are. That's it. Raise your hand wherever you are in this house. Start surrendering yourself. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Jesus. Hey, yeah, yeah. Bereyama, hallelujah. That's it, church. That's it. If you know of someone that is standing beside you that does not have the Holy Ghost, start praying them through repentance. Start praying them through the Holy Ghost. Today's day of salvation. And the Lord is here. We worship you, my King. We lift you up, my Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I take authority in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood over every mind and over every heart. Yes, Lord. I say yes to your will in my life. I say yes to your promises. I say yes to your will and your way. I want to live the life that you have for me, my Jesus. Jesus.